We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Andy Lou, how are you doing? How are you? A week in Vegas? You got the nice fade going? Are you alive? You look good. It's debatable if I'm alive right now. Summer League is the best. Had a lot of fun. Have stories. Uh, but but I'd be lying if I said I wasn't hurting a little bit. <laughs> you know, I think after, how long, when was like the first time you went to Vegas? When you were 21? Like 22? Something like that, yeah. Just, I feel like at this point in your in your life, you're just you just you know what to expect, and it still smacks you. You're still yeah. coming back, just absolutely cooked. Everything it never gets old. By the way, I want to say shout out to all the goons who said what's up to me if they saw me uh, in arena or around casinos. That was fun. It was a good time. You were missed, Andy. You were missed. You got you got to make time next year. Did they, uh, they did they did they ask for me? Did did they want? Of course, they, you want an autograph from me? Ugh, all right. Be there next year. Be there <laughs> next year. Oh. <laughs> so, do you think? Do you think how many Steph jerseys were there? Was it was it like a large contingent? What What was kind of the the funniest jersey that you saw? The funniest jerseys were actually um, Sacramento Kings fans. Ooh. They were pulling out a lot. Like I saw a Costa Kufos jersey. I saw a Papadianis jersey. Um, Future Warrior. Yeah. Right. They They were bringing out some some good ones uh for the on the warriors contingent it was you know just mostly 30s you know some 11s didn't see any number threes actually i take that back i saw a lot of uh former number threes you know uh and then you know saw uh the new number three in person on sunday god i i know you watched that how how weird was that seeing chris paul with the warriors jersey going to sit courtside with Steph and like shake hands and kiss babies and do that, that whole thing. Like it's, I've been kind of pro the move. I still am, uh, but I'm not going to lie. It, it, it looked odd. You know, it was just kind of like one of those things. The PR machine was working overtime Saturday or uh, last night, Sunday night. It yeah. was, uh, it reminded me a little bit of, LeBron and Russ a couple years back. Now, this was kind of their second year together. This was their 
hey, we're not going to talk to each other. We actually hate each other. Um, so it felt like Steph and CP3 doing this was was their way of saying, hey, like this is this is going to work. This is not going to be the same thing. This is we like each other. And actually, I think they do like each other. I, th- I think they actually genuinely do like each other. But there's uh, so much there's so much history back to high school there. So yeah, I think Steph might love CP more. <laughs> it feels like Steph loves Chris Paul more than Chris Paul. I think Chris Paul respects Steph. I don't know if he loves Steph, but did you well, feel I mean, like the atmosphere in the arena? Did, do you think like anyone noticed that was the kind of thing, or was it like a TV thing? Was it just like a ESPN no? I mean, when they, when they walked in, I mean, I can only speak for myself and people around me. It's like the game kind of sucked. It was it was a quintessential summer league game. So all eyes were like, I kind of I got to see how those guys interact, what they're doing down there. You know, like I don't know, it's just. It was a it was a half empty arena because it, the Wemby game was right before it. It cleared out. Like by the way, shocker, he's not a bust. You know, like he looked good in the second game. Mm-hmm. But um, but it was just one of those things where it's like, man, I, I have to watch this. I can't like, uh, you know, Pods played a nice. I, I liked what I saw from him, but like in that second quarter when Steph and CP were out there, my eyes, I, I was I was getting my body language doctor on trying to see what was going on there. It was um surreal it's just it's i don't know man it's chris paul they've they've battled each other forever you said steph probably has more love for him the other way around it's because steph spent his whole Mm -hmm. high school college first part of the nba like chris paul was the gold standard and he's like i want to prove i'm as good as that guy i want to prove i'm better than that guy and then once he got better than that guy i'm sure chris paul started getting salty he's like god damn it how do i fight this off yeah yeah. And then now, you know, he's getting at Chris Paul's getting asked questions. Do I come off the bench and am I the backup to Steph Curry? Right. So I'm sure that's kind <laughs> of where the, yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. going to pull that up because that was, that was amazing. He, he gets asked that question and just a complete dick. Like, I don't know how else to put it. Uh, you coaching. Uh, you coaching. <laughs> look at the smile it's like you know it's like the the fake smile but like secretly he kind of wants to punch you in the face just it's like it's like that uh rockets meme where he did the fake laugh to Kerr and then did the you know serious face like it's just you know he starts with a bang he's coming in here kind of like with that general cp3 dickish energy that's the perfect way to put it (laughs) general cp3 dickish energy and i you know, may, maybe it's a good thing for the Warriors. I find it fascinating. Now, I, I think like to to get a little more serious from from my perspective on it is I think I do think this has the chance to really go haywire if CP3 is going to be an asshole about this. If he is going to say like, "Hey, don't question me. I am a Hall of Fame point guard. I am one of the best of all time. I ain't coming off the bench, right?" So I do think that obviously puts a wrench into this thing. Uh, but right now mid-july dude we've got like three months to the season starts it's freaking hilarious it's hilarious this guy's an asshole and 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 that's kind of where i'm at like you heard steph's statements steph's kind of saying you know every team cp's been on has got better uh skill set will help us he's a winner uh steve kerr echoing similar things like they're trying to massage him into it you know like they're not they're they weren't coming into the first meeting with him and being like, you're coming off the bench, buddy. You know, they're, they're going to get there over time. And I think he, uh, he reacted to it hilarious. And someone threw it out at him. So 
don't know. Are you are you worried about? It? Are you actually worried about it right now? I think it's way too early. Like I don't I don't need him to want to come off the bench in July. I need him to, yeah, get there when camp starts. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think realistically, he was never going to come in and just be ready to go on it, right? So I, I am worried about it. I, I just I, I think it's kind of. It's mid-July, so it's hard for me to like concern troll about it or, or just mm-hmm. be generally worried about it. I, I do like if it ends up being the starting lineup, okay, fine. Let me see it. Let, let's see it. Let's see what it looks like in October and November. Maybe it really does work. Maybe he just plays six minutes and he leaves the game and then and then he captains sure. the second unit, right? Like that type of they could do this a million different ways. But uh I did like what Spike Eskin said on the on our last podcast in, in Vegas. He he said, like, hey, there's no chance they actually said to their each other's faces hey chris paul you gotta come off the bench for this to work there's no chance that they said that and the more i thought about it the more i'm like yeah there's no chance there's no chance i think steph and draymond were just so excited to have another adult in the room yeah. that they're just like let's go let's go like can you do you see the smile that steph has on his face i know a lot of warriors fans myself included were initially skeptic then bought in then kind of skeptic again but dude, steph is the happiest camper in the world right now you can just tell the happiest. Yeah, I mean, in his mind, like he he desperately wanted another playmaker, and Chris Paul's a still a damn good playmaker. You know, like he wanted he wanted Jordan Poole to be that guy. Well, you know, it, it wasn't working anymore. It worked for a little bit, and then it stopped working. Right. So now now he's excited. He's got you know a guy he's battled in the playoffs as much as anyone not named LeBron James. You know, someone he he trusts. And like you said, another adult, right? Like that's the big thing. Uh, I thought it was interesting. You know, they were sitting with Kuminga and, and um, seems like Kuminga is taking the summer seriously. There's reports. He was, you know, he's been working out all summer as anyone follows him on Instagram, but he, he got, he got to work out the team in prior. seems like he's trying to take, he wants to take, he wants to, um, how do I put this? Like, you know, I don't think he liked what happened in the playoffs. So I think he's, I, I think he's quote unquote, you know, coming with something to prove this year Ooh. and, and, it, and, you know, you're getting that energy from Steph also, where it's like, yeah, I want that. I want you to feel a little embarrassed. I want, I want everyone to feel a little like kind of, you know, embarrassed the way last year went. I, I think the energy that they're coming with, like it's, it's the humility that we didn't see at any point last year. No, they were coming off a championship. I don't know if sure. I can blame them, but you do remember Kaminga came into summer league last year and I was kind of, I felt like I was, I felt like I was slandering him. I felt bad about it, but mm-hmm. I remember saying he didn't get any better. He's just coming out here and chucking contested middies. He's going five for 22 and he doesn't care. Um, and it's summer league. So, you know, we're me and you, we're happy, you know, whatever, who cares? Was two, weeks, out there two, on the court? two weeks yeah. after a title, like you couldn't who have cares? told me anything, right? Yeah, exactly. Who cares? But looking back on it, hindsight, um, yeah, he, he wasn't, he didn't get any better. And so that's cool to hear that. I mean, like, it sounds like some of the summer league stuff that the Warriors are going through that Kaminga is locked in. Uh, he was the only kid, I mean, sitting there, they had GP2, they had Kirk Lacob, they had Chris Moody, <laughs> Moody's been around. Moody's been oh, okay. around, you know? Okay. Yeah. Okay. You saw him Friday. I don't know if he was still Didn't there on that. Sunday. I think he okay. might've been, but he wasn't, he wasn't courtside at the game Sunday. Mm. Uh, Chris Hallett in the chat brings up big year for JK. Uh, he wants that payday at the end of the year. Yeah, I mean, that's sure. the other part of this. The Warriors are either going to make a decision, he's part of the future, or they're going to have to cut bait with him like Wiseman. Like, 
all right, you're not going to be a part of the future. So let's trade you and get something before you just walk in free agency. Right. So I don't want to say he's on like a one season, like make or break thing, but it is kind of like that. It's, it's, we're going to find out if he can become the two way wing. We think he's capable of becoming who the warriors will gladly pay because you can't have enough of those type of guys. You know, like Mm -hmm. if you can become Wiggins 2.0 or something like that, like obviously they'll figure out how to pay him and, and, you know, deal with the tax if that's what happens. Or if it doesn't happen, they'll do the same to the Wiseman. They're like, eh, just trade him, get, get someone cheap, get a future pick. Like we know he's not a guy we're going to give a hundred million dollars to. So what, like we kind of have to move on before it's too late. Right. I mean, they shopped him last trade deadline. They shopped him at the draft day. They shopped him yeah. after draft day. They, he's been in trade talks, so it's it's not like the Warriors are, are keeping this. Uh, it's not like and maybe and maybe that motivates him. Maybe yeah, like right. it does feel like part of the calculus here is we've seen him when he's locked in. He can play some really good defense. He can do some. He can do some really good things, right? Um, and it, it seems like if if they don't light the fire under him. He then falls into the like, you know, I want to, I want to show, I want to showcase myself type of thing. And that's where like the bad stuff happens and Kerr ends up benching him. You know, I am bullish on him this season. I am um, I, I just assuming that he's got a better, chip, bigger chip on his shoulder and he, yeah. he's going to be a better player outside of all that. Right. The team construct just makes so much more sense for him. Um, he's going to be surrounded by better players. Um, it's not, it's not like he's surrounded by superstars. He's just surrounded by role players and veterans that know how to make him better at the game of basketball instead of instead of guys like... It's not that Jordan Poole didn't make guys better. It's Jordan Poole's best no. quality is scoring, and, and that no. doesn't necessarily help someone like Kuminga versus obviously Sarge and CP3, I would, right? So I would not be surprised if Kuminga was the third or fourth... Well, third's a little, a little high, but like the leading scorer off the bench purely because someone like Chris Paul just knows how to set him up, get him, get him a lob, get him the ball in transition. You know, all of a sudden he has 12 points without taking a single dribble, just pure athleticism and cutting. Right. Like I could see something like that happening. That was never going to happen with like Jordan Poole running a second unit. You know, it's to your point. It's like that, you know, someone in the chat goes CP three got jock Landale four years, 32 million. Yeah. It's, it's those type of things. Like, Kuminga should look really good. I'm I'm pretty excited to see how that one works. Yeah. Um. All right. I I didn't think we were gonna do five minutes on Kuminga. I'm happy. I'm happy because I'm bull. I am. I am bullish on him. I am really excited to see what. Which is why I wasn't part of the p- faction of Warriors fans that were that worried when the Warriors didn't get a vetman wing. Like they didn't yeah. get Tory Craig. Cool. What? Whatever. Kuminga, figure it out. You're so much more talented than guys like him. If he you can't- have to figure it out, man. You have to. If he can't be better than Tory Craig um, by midseason, trade him for Tory Craig. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I guarantee you, the Bulls will do that trade overnight. You know, and I'm and just to be clear, I please don't make right, that trade. Right, right, right. right. D- uh, Dunkirk, don't do it. But um, but my point is, like, the upside on him is way too high. We've seen him actually play some winning basketball, not consistent winning basketball, not the type of thing that is going to keep him in the rotation, but he's shown for stretches that he, he can do it. Like he just, he just doesn't do it consistently enough. Right. Yep. Yep. 
Um, and then this uh, pretty much this conversation did coast with Moses Moody, by the way, who I think is maybe less talent, but but more ready to play. But he's going to be out there, dude. He's going to have to play uh, those minutes that I think people maybe want more of a veteran. But that's why they kept those two guys. Those are the only two guys what? left. Only two guys left. Honestly, though, like if those you should be able to play Moses Moody and Jonathan Kuminga at the same time. If you have Chris Paul, Dario Saric, who's a vet's vet, and let's throw out GP one two, of Clay. Yeah, GP2 or one of the starters. Right. Put one of them out there. Put Clay out there. Put Wiggins out there. Something like that. Like, n- Not only should that lineup work, that lineup should destroy second units. You know, It really should. So they're like... Those guys should do this year what we kind of were hoping they would do last year, and it never happened because, you know, what it, what did Dunleavy said is, is like you could argue we were too young last year. Yeah, no, you were too young last year. Everyone knows you were too young outside of the core last year. They're no longer too young. Like the balance of this roster is, yeah, at least veteran to young guy, far more reasonable. Yes. Yes. By the way, just got us. Andy sources confirmed that uh, Kai Bowman is currently playing at Pro-Am uh, in, in San Francisco. So <laughs> I just want to throw that out there. I thought it was funny. Somebody just texted me there at the game. They're like, hey, Kai Bowman's playing. So a warrior legend, forever warriors legend. My guy. This week's Light Years podcast brought to you by Game Time. Sam, I was in New York and I wanted to catch my first ever Yankee Stadium game. Went to it last second. The app that I used to buy the tickets was Game Time because buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you with killer deals on last minute tickets and the best price guarantee. You can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you will have. Forget planning months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, all the above. The Game Time guarantee means you will always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section or row for less, Game Time will actually credit you 110% of the difference. Snag the tickets without distress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use Light Years, L Y G H T Y E R S, for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Create an account and redeem code LIGHTYEARS for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Dunleavy talked to the media today. Dunleavy mm. said some some interesting things. Uh, I, I don't know how you feel about Dunleavy. Like, okay, we've known he was going to be the GM for a while, but he just, he, he hasn't, he hasn't been as front facing publicly as obviously someone like Bob Myers. You know, Bob Myers, a decade of it like we we knew when he was bsing you know like you just kind of get used to it right so it's still kind of getting used to figuring out uh dunleavy's style and my takeaway is he's pretty blunt you know he he, he had this quote i'm gonna pull this one up from a uh, friend of the show anthony slater tweeted this one out he he's talking about like free agent signings and there's some basketball philosophy here i'm just gonna play it real quick okay needs to address but yeah i mean there's some things we can you know sprinkle in and improve on the margins but overall happy with where we're at where do you do you still think it's necessary to get a traditional center either in a roster spot or in a two-way or is that 
Yeah, I mean, if, if there's like five open spots and, you know, if we fill three or four of them, I mean, yeah, I would think we're going to add somebody with some size. But we got to be careful with the way we play, the way the, way the league works. Just bringing in somebody that's, that's tall, you know, you got to be skilled, you got to have feel, you got to know how to play. <laughs> I think we've learned that over the last few years. So uh, we'll always prioritize, prioritize that. But I have to pause it right oh, you there. Oh, you could not resist. Woo. I mean, just being tall isn't enough. Size, feel. I think we learned over the last few years. <laughs> um, I, I mean, this is what I'm saying with the bluntness. Uh, I I could not imagine Bob Myers saying something. Like that. Bob Myers would go up there and go, you know, it's it's tough, and they're all good. They're all good people, and you just root for them. And next thing you know, he's giving you like investment advice, and he said nothing, right? He's answering it pretty truthfully. He's like, if if a big if a big isn't high IQ, Steve isn't gonna play him. I don't care how tall he is, how long he is, and you know what his 40 time is or whatever, right? Like it just is what it is. So yeah, I'm gonna find guys who fit and I'm not just gonna go sign some seven footer for the sake of it, right? Uh, you you kind of took what I was gonna say. <laughs> Dunley V is a little more of an asshole than I think Bob Myers is for sure. Uh, maybe it's the Duke in him. I don't know. Maybe it's the fact that he uh, doesn't like Warriors fans. I don't know. But hey, if he's going to if he's going to say stuff like this and then find a way to sign someone like Dario Saric and 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 the CP three trait works out, I mean, I mean, dude, this is <laughs> I'm skeptical, Sam, because I think it's I think I should be. I think fans should be skeptical because because I have no idea how he's going to do it. But um, he is signing guys with. That are better matched for the Warriors. He is drafting guys. You watch Bajemski. Uh, he has great feel for the game. Now, the question is, and we'll get to it. The question is, can he actually stay on the court? We'll, we'll see. But he's got great freaking feel of the game. Uh, and then everything you hear about Trace Jackson Davis, same thing. So all the additions that the Warriors are adding that Dunleavy has talked about reflect what he's saying. Everybody knows how to play basketball on this team. And I think more so than any other team. Don't you think that the Warriors, if you don't have someone that knows how to play basketball, you're cooked. It's kind of different for other teams, but for the yeah, Warriors, I mean, you're they they want to play free flowing basketball. They want to play positionless basketball. What positionless means is everyone has to be able to make a decision. So in some ways, it's actually like everyone's got to be able to kind of be a point guard. Um, and and they've brought in players over the years who are just like, I, I don't want him dribbling or thinking at any point because he's not capable right like there's kind of a high barrier of entry to play the type of ball that Steph Clay Draymond Steve Kerr want to play um so you're just calling it what it is you know you're just you're just saying look man we can like lie to ourselves about potential and we'll make it work or we could just be realistic and be like not really a system for most 20 year olds you know like that sort of thing <laughs> Uh, my one pushback to to that is they they do need someone, and I and I know that they want someone who's like a replica of Kavon Looney, but it is hard to find a vet min center that can run an offense that way. Sometimes you're just gonna sure. have to say, "Give me the Javale McGee, give me the Bismack Biyombo." You just kind of need guys to soak up minutes in the regular season. I, I, I his comments there kind of make it seem like they're not gonna do that, and I find that I don't know. I, I think really it'd be do- nice to give some give them some some games off. Do you think they need another big? Let me let me run you through it because sure, this is by far the the most common thing I see Warrior fans discuss. So you got Looney, you got Draymond, you got Dario Saric, and I think and he hasn't played in summer league, which is just annoying. But like whatever, he has a slight hamstring thing. Trace Jackson Davis, high IQ um, rookie, potentially 
his skill set fits the way the Warriors want to play. It does. Could he not be a guy who doesn't play every game, but gives you, you know, like it's not a loony night. You want to give him a night off. Maybe he gets 15 minutes in the rotation. I just hesitate to believe. Okay. And and it, and I think Steve Kerr, as, as much as his play style fits, I, I think Steve would probably be the first guy to say, like, if he makes a mistake here or there, he's, he's not there. He's not going to mm-hmm. play. So I, I just, I, I think a big is probably the only thing that they need. The pre- guards, they have a lot. They've, they just got Chris Paul and Kojo. Then wings, we just talked about Kaminga and Moody, right? So, I mean, don't yeah. you agree? Like, for me, I think the only thing that they need is, can they just get a guy that can play the, literally the JaVale McGee route? It is the JaVale McGee. Can you play 10 minutes a night, certain nights? And then other than that, you're just kind of content sitting on the bench and just being a good locker room guy. Can they just get you JaVale McGee? <laughs> He's got to get bought out at some point, right? So, I, to me, that's what they need. Yeah. Um, John, you're not buying it. John Michael Weisberg in the chat goes, what about Christian Wood on a vet minimum deal? Can't defend a lick, but would add secondary scoring. I, he's actually the epitome of the type of player I wouldn't want. I'll let you take it. You let me take it because you know what I'm going to say. Yeah, I just it probably wouldn't be a good locker room guy. Probably sitting on the bench moping because he's not getting 20 minutes and 20 shots a game. Um, probably wants to start. Probably thinks he's better than Looney. Right, it's just just the guy that you you just know who he is, and you know that's not you know that's not someone the Warriors would like. Actually, I'm pretty sure that the Warriors have probably already said, "Hey, no, talent is not his issue." So, like the dude can score in ways that most bigs can't with shooting and just his general. Like, I mean, when he's rolling, he looks like Chris Bosh on offense, right? So you got to ask yourself, why is he available for a veteran minimum? And we all know the answer. Bad teammate, uninterested in doing anything other than shooting the ball, has been kicked off of how many different teams? Like, again, I'm good. He wouldn't be available if he didn't come with a severe flaw. At least with Dario Saric, we know teams are, they're a little worried about his health, you know? And and I'm not saying that isn't a risk, but if he was fully healthy, he would have got an eight, $10 million deal, mm. but he's not. So he's in that auto Porter Dante DiVincenzo where people are like, yeah, we know he can play, but like, I don't know if I trust his body, you know? Um, and, and, you know, knock on wood, he stays healthy, but it's like, they, you're not, none of the red flags on Dario Saric are bad teammate, you know, or like not willing to defend or not willing to rebound, you know? Yeah. He'll get his contract next year. It'll be, it'll be fun. for. Yeah. Sarge when he gets his contract, just like Dante, just like mm-hmm. Dante. I'm gonna play more of this quote here. <laughs> taller, longer than the player is, but how oh, grind was it to, to get Sarge? I mean, I know it was like an eight day. Yeah, I mean, we we had the intent to sign him. Um, yeah. we, we if we if he does sign, we'd be tremendously excited. Uh, look, we've had a lot of success the last few years signing guys like who probably should have played more than the minimum. And they come in and they be able to help our team. Um, and, you know, you talk about guys like Bell and Donato, even Dante last year, who was more than a minimum, but he took less of market value. So, yeah, it took some work, um, some convincing. But I think we're able to sell, uh, you know, our program, our culture, the way we play. And I think that Dario saw that vision. The way we play. The way we play. Yeah, I mean, nice. it, it's uh, the Lakers threw a veteran minimum at Dario Sarch. The oh, Lakers sources could- again. It's it's public sources. <laughs> but what I was going to say, and you could argue they might be more of a contender 
than the Warriors? I don't believe it, but I could see how someone would think they are. They yep. beat the Warriors in the playoffs last year. Yep. It's not unreasonable. But how do they play? What would he be doing on the Lakers? And Kevin Love, you know, just do yeah. what Kevin Love does. Yeah. Whereas, what's what's Sarge going to do? You know, going to be he can get the ball. They're going to run split cuts off him. He gets to make some decisions. It's a you know, he gets to be more than just a fucking corner three point shooter, right? Correct. And he's that's really appealing to guys who, you know. He knows he's not a superstar, but it's like he's like, I got more game than just being a guy who stands in the corner. So going somewhere like the Warriors, like, yeah, he they should be able to get him. That worked for Otto. Otto had an amazing year with the Warriors and got a contract that, like, I don't know if he'd have got it if he went to another team, you know? Also, gotta work, also, gotta work your advantages. Uh, also, kind of find it interesting, Jason Forster bring this up in the comments that Sarge made his decision before the Dame Heat. Saga ended. I find yeah. that I, I thought I thought we were gonna wait months. I honestly thought it was gonna be over. Thought mm-hmm. the Heat they run a similar system. Um, once I started, mm-hmm. once I started reading quotes about how he grew up on the Adriatic Sea and he just loves that. I was like, oh no, <laughs> can't beat Miami. Can't beat Miami on that one. I know. Um, I just, so I'm a little curious how the Warriors did it. Um, because I, you know, maybe he gets more minutes. Maybe he even starts if if uh, if the war if the Heat end up. Or maybe, or maybe he's just like everyone else. Like, I don't think this Dame thing's getting resolved yeah, in the yes. next week. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, 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 and he's probably sitting there going like, look, man, I could wait. But this, I like this situation also. And the only difference is they don't have like uh, 75 degree tropical water. You know, like that's, that's you know, can't, honestly, I can't compete with that. I'm sorry. But, yeah, I mean, he can go live in the the. He can go live in the Marin. I mean, that's you know, it's better out there. It's you know, sure. you can. You but the water, the in, water, the water isn't as uh. No, it isn't is not. as nice. Yeah. There's no live. So There's no live. Oh yeah, over under. When will we see him on the boat with Clay? I say by week three of the season. I saw a clip um of Sarge saying that uh he loved this is back in 2013 that his team on 2K is the Warriors, which tells me one thing. One of his favorite players is probably Steph Curry. <laughs> mm-hmm. like, it, 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 there's no nobody's favorite team, non, non-Warriors. Were, I mean, nobody's favorite team back in 2013, this is before the Warriors were champions, was... So was before the, the, MV, you know, the MVP rise, yeah, you know. So he loves the, Steph. Uh, the miraculous rise, shout out MT. <laughs> um, yeah, man. No, it's it's like... We talked about it uh, on the episode we had with Spike on uh, and everything like that. It's like it's kind of funny how much we're like, it, it's, it's Sarich or bust. It'll tell us everything we need to know. But in, in some ways, it kind of is because it's like he was the only vet men on the market who like it would have signified that like, all right, they still have some juice. They're getting the right kind of guys and they're doing it. You know, if they didn't get him, it would have been kind of. Do, do, do you think that move happens if Chris Paul's not on the team? No, actually, that is a great point. So are you saying they keep Jordan Poole and they're, they think, okay, we don't need to trade anyone. We're just going to try to get a couple different vets than Jamichael and, you know, like Andre and, and some of that stuff. I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no. I, I, I think it was untenable to, uh, to run the whole thing back. I, I think that also, I, I think, um, I mean, they played together. Right. I, I, I mean, part it was, of it, it, was, it was reported CP was vocal in the recruitment process. Right. You know. If Sarge, 
Sarge's, I think some of this uncertainty with Miami was probably like, well, what if I do play with Dame? And what if I do play with Jimmy Butler? But what if it's not the system that I actually want to play? He knows he's going to excel in the Warriors system. He right. he knows that. He knows he's going to come in here and look, the Warriors might not win a championship. They might not, they might not even get past the second round, but he knows he's going to look really good. Playing he's for a team. Yeah. Like he gets like, to play next to Clay Steph. See, like he knows he's going to be able to play to be really good with Kerr, he, Kerr system. He gets to play the type of basketball he wants to play stylistically, you know? Like he, he comes from that style of system. I don't think he's a dude who wants to watch someone pound the ball and go stand in the corner. I mean, no one wants to just go stand in the corner. That's not fun, you know? No, so, no. yeah, I agree. I think, I think he was just, I think the allure of being able to live in South Beach, like, look, man, I get it. You know, I, I do. So he had to, he had to consider it for a minute. But I mean, LA too, LA too. LA is a pretty sweet place to live. So shout out to shout out to the Warriors. This is, this is better fob city, Miami or or LA? Well, for me, you know the answer. So <laughs> not, not many Asian chicks in Miami as much as LA. So I think Miami plays more with the 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 Balkan dudes, the European, the European dudes. Yeah, yeah, it's just it's it is what it is. So. <laughs> Jokic to Miami? I mean, even even like Giannis, you know, he comes up. I wouldn't be surprised. Oh, no. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised. Wow. Um, oh. There's one other thing. Um, Dunleavy talking about the Chris Paul trade. You know, talking about why they wanted him. Because I do think it's fair for him to be like, you traded for a small guard. Like of all things you're gonna do, you go out and get a five foot eleven guard. And his g- general point, you know, gonna have to play it, my man. To play it. Winning, then it goes to winning, and after that it's winning. Starts with winning, then it goes to winning, and after that it's winning. He's a. I'm uh, I'm buying Dunleavy stock. I, I think I'm buying more than you. I think you're waiting to see. You're 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 sitting here. You're like, I've seen startups before. I'm not buying all the Kool Aid just because they raised a bunch of money and got a couple celeb investors. That's a fucking that, that was a special. <laughs> that was a special analogy. Um, I, I mean, is he wrong? Is he is he wrong? I mean, now part of the pushback I think I would say is he's won at a lot of places. Um, he's 38 years old though, and sure. uh, he's also kind of not showing up in the postseason at a lot of places. And I don't know, their pushback is always is going to be like, hey, we're going to play him less minutes. Um, yeah, is he going to play less minutes? He'll play less than 36, but it doesn't sound like he's going to play 23 minutes a game. Uh, it sounds like he'll, he'll probably be, it sounds like he'll probably be in the high 20s, low 30s. And that's still a lot of minutes. Does he make it to the postseason? Like, I still have those questions, but uh, I mean, I like the confidence, right? I, I like the kind of his, his, his pushback to this. It's just like, dude, we're getting winning guys. We're getting guys that want to win together and see. Just quote here. Yeah, from friend of the show, Shannon Rubin, throwing out Dunleavy talking about Chris Paul. You always want guys to feel comfortable. The player you're acquiring feels he can thrive, and Chris has played over 30 minutes in every season he's ever played. As far as playing time and role and all that, he's going to play a lot. All that other stuff in terms of play calling, how he's used, that's for Steve but we feel really good about the mutual liking for one another. I got a take for you. Mm. You see the contract Greg Popovich signed? 
Good five you. five years, eighty million, largest mm. coaching contract yet. Mm. A one Stephen Kerr is up for a contract extension, and because he's smart and because he has a good agent, he's one hundred percent asking for more. He's saying I should be, you know, eighties eighties with the best coach in the league gets. I want eighty five. I want ninety. I want a hundred. You know, it's, it's how it always works. You know, so, some guy signs, you come up, you're like, all right. I want a dollar more, you know, that sort of thing. Right. And the Warriors are sitting here going, all right, you want to be the highest paid coach in, in the NBA, make this work. That's, that's your job because we can get you an assistant to, you know, design better, uh, you know, uh, ATOs. We can, we can get someone to like help modernize your offense if we feel the need, but where you're a uniquely great coach and, your skill set that can't just be replicated by like, you know, a, a, an analytics whiz kid is you can actually get guys with huge egos to buy it. The most important job in sports coaching, the most important matter of fact, I, I would argue the job in sports coaching is you get someone to buy in because none of this bullshit matters. None of this number stuff matters. If Chris Paul doesn't buy in, you're right. But the only thing is, it's they can't wait for him to say figure it out. Because what does he get? You've mentioned it before. Are they going to just walk into the season without a contract extension? So Probably not. No. Right? So, like, they can't just say, okay, you figure it out and we'll pay you. They kind of have to pay him now if they want to extend him or else it's just a weird year of, kind of like, kind of like it was with Bob Myers where it's, so are you done or are you leaving? Is he checked out? I, so I'm not sure what happens there. You're saying it's not a prove it thing, and, and maybe it isn't a prove it thing. Um, but I do think it's like when I look at the moves the Warriors are making, um, part of it's what you're saying, what we've all we, we've been saying, which is like they're getting adults and they're being more serious about competing versus two timeline. The other part of it is I'm sitting here going, like, what are two of their better market advantages? Um, they have maybe the best trainer in the NBA. Celebrini's found a way to get guys healthy like Otto Porter who have had a rough go of it. So maybe they can take shots on talented guys who've had injury issues or a talented point guard who's older, you know? Like Celebrini could be very useful for Chris Paul too. Like maybe he can manage his minutes better, you know? Maybe he can help him just stay a little healthier, right? Uh, The other one is, you know, Steve's one of the better coaches uh, in NBA history. Right. Like, let's be honest. Four rings is four rings. Uh, He is one of the few coaches who has the gravitas to have tough conversations with stars and not like cower to stars because, uh, you know, uh, he's afraid he'll get fired because LeBron doesn't like him, you know, like that sort of thing. Right. That allows you to potentially take a risk on Chris Paul. Like, could you imagine if the Warriors had uh, a super young, inexperienced coach? trying to navigate the Chris Paul wanting to start dynamic. Like I I don't, Frank Vogel is a good coach. Frank Vogel was not equipped to, to deal with Russ the way that maybe someone like a a Greg Popovich or a Steve Kerr would have dealt with him. If he was dealt to like Russ. Fair point. That's a, that's a fair, that's a fair point. I I think even like Kenny Atkinson, who's second in line, if if Steve was gone, like he wouldn't, Ken Atkinson's a very good coach. I think he's of that Frank Vogel ilk, um, which is great culture guy, great player development guy. Like people, great X's and O's, right? Like people like him. uh, Mm -hmm. But 
when you talk about having the gravitas to tell someone, I mean, Steve has said stuff to KD where, <laughs> or he's told KD like, Hey, like trust your guys. Right. Remember that clip? And it yeah. like, extends further than that, but he has the ability to do that. And sometimes it doesn't work. I, I think with KD, he was, you know, he was pissy anyways, out the door anyway, but, but I think Kerr has the, the, the place. Like, how does, <laughs> or just like 18 Draymond interactions we can think of over the years. Yeah. 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 So mean, I, it's like, I hadn't thought about that. That's a good point. Yeah. No, I mean, it's like, look, man, you have to find, like, they don't have money. They're over the cap. They they can't just go offer a max contract to guys. So you got to figure out things that you can make work. And so, like, yeah, they've they've proven that they can, you know, get guys healthy who maybe aren't healthy. And, you know, Steve's proven he can design a system that makes a, a Dario Saric want to come to the Warriors uh, when he isn't offered a lot of money or, uh, you know, potentially get a Chris Paul to buy into a role he probably – never saw himself having to play in his own head, right? No, no. I mean, part part of this is to Steph, too. Um, I know the comments and my mentions today when we talked about this, we're, we're talking about like, hey, what did he do for Jordan Poole? I think Jordan Poole is kind of like he did get Jordan Poole to buy in. Him him and Steph, I, I think they did get him to buy in. They, they won, won a title. Yeah, they won a title. Came off the bench. Jordan Poole was very, very good in the minutes that he played off the bench. Um, I don't know if he can blame Steve Kerr for Draymond being a complete asshole. Like part of that is Draymond's fault too. I actually, I would say most of that is Draymond's fault too. So some of that stuff, you kind of can't, you, Kirk can't do everything um, in terms of ego management, but I do think he is one of the best in the NBA. I, I would say probably even better than pop. I think pop has shown like he's, he's older. He hasn't done this in a long time. We'll see what happens with Wemby. But I do think like, if you talk about ego management, I would say Kerr is right up there. I would say Spolstra. Is right up there. We see him yeah. argue with Jimmy Butler and, and the way he runs his team. I would say those are probably the two guys in the NBA. It's not, like, yeah. I mean, That's I it. know it's. I know it. I know it's. It's not easy to stand up to a superstar who's making ten times as much money as you, and quite frankly, who ownership would side with over you. You know, like it, it's not easy to be the one who has to have that tough conversation when you know if it goes the wrong way. Or should be like, yeah, I can get a new coach. I can't just go get KD. You know, like they're gonna choose that sort of thing. So, um, it's, yeah. it's I don't want to say it's an underrated skill set, but it is the skill set. This is a hilarious comment from uh, Niners in the chat. Kerr wearing a "You Coaching" shirt in a press co- post game press conference would be savage. Honestly, she'd print those. Can you text Steve tonight, Sam, and tell him to wear one? <laughs> can you let him you let him know? I don't think I don't think I'm the one who's going to get that message <laughs> delivered. Um, that would be great after win, of course. After maybe after win, that Chris comes off the bench, yeah. And Steve wears that shirt, and they're just on an eight game win streak, and it's it's all it's all roses. Beard in the chat brings up the point you're making. Spose battle tested. He battled like literally. He was willing to stand up to LeBron. Not easy, you know. LeBron at his peak too. I mean, this isn't this isn't like Lakers. LeBron, this is best player I've ever fucking seen with my own two eyes. LeBron, <laughs> that Miami LeBron was different, and uh, yeah, they said, yeah, go ahead, go back to Cleveland. Yeah, yeah. Like, how many championships do you think LeBron wins if he stays in Miami with 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 Spolstra? I mean, he won two more after. I mean, I think he probably won at least one more. Two, two, probably more. two, probably two. They they were. They were going to not get bad, but they were definitely going to have to like right. have one to two years where they're like finding players before yeah. they got another guy in there. Yeah. So, yeah, 
Yeah. Um, probably ends up the same, honestly. Although, well, maybe he would have won uh, a non uh, Disney ring, so it would have been two two real ones, you know. Uh, two is better than one and a half. I'll tell you that. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, I said we get out of here. Unless you got any thoughts on on Pajemski. Yeah, I do. I do. Let's yeah. let's talk my guy Pods real quick. Your guy Pods. Your guy Pods. Um, I'll tell you what, dude. I enjoy watching him. I really do. I, I kind of, I kind of can't wait. He, I know I, he doesn't get offensive rebounds, but he is in the vicinity every time. Uh, mm-hmm. He gets some tips. Uh, he forces some loose balls. Uh, I really, really, really like watching him play. I can't wait to see him play on the big league team. Um, I, I don't think he's gonna play any meaningful minutes this year. Any, no. and it's not his fault, but I don't think he will. But I will be watching him in in G League uh, for sure because. Dude, he can pass. He can defensive rebound. He's not actually bad on defense. I don't know. People were talking about him being terrible on defense. Look, he's going to get muscled. He's going to get muscled. Somebody's going to put a shoulder through him, and he's going to get scored on. But he has got elite off-ball feel. He might not be a great defender, but I do think he ends up being a good defender in the NBA. And I keep saying it. He can't finish right now. He can't get by anyone right now. But let's see next year. Right. Let's see next year. I know we got to wait till next year, Sam, but I got a feeling like we're going to sit here again next year, this time in summer league and Pajemski is just going to be going crazy. So I'm excited. Those are my thoughts. The funny thing is he's shooting the ball awful. And that's the skill that everyone was like, yeah, not I'm that. Not even that up. Yeah. I'm not even worried. That should that. translate. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, he, he was one rebound away from a triple double last night. And I think he had it and they took it away from him. But I actually think the passing has been the most impressive part because he doesn't turn the ball over, which is really impressive for a young guard. Like dribbling in traffic off the pick and roll, throwing it right, right to the to guys' hands. Very impressive stuff. Um it's all about, you know, how when is this shot gonna come around? Because like at the end of the day, if he's not scoring threat, none of it matters. Yeah, none of it matters. But like also we're talking about he didn't shoot the ball well in the summer league game. Who cares? Right. So I mean, you brought it up a couple weeks ago. You were worried of like, oh, is he gonna shoot like Clay Humpson in the summer league? Because remember Clay was was awful yeah. shooting the ball. And yeah. I mean it just it just happens. Um, you know, a lot of Warriors fans are throwing the Dante DiVincenzo cop out there, I think, because they're white. I don't really see it. I, I think yeah. I think Pod's a much Smarter playmaker. He's also way less athletic, <laughs> and he actually pods uh, to the rim. Totally he's different. actually a po- he's actually a point guard. Dante Dante competes, and I all and like I always like that about him. But like he not point totally guard, different. not a not a point guard. You know what I'm saying? Totally, totally different. Um, I, I yeah. just I want to see Trace Jackson Davis. It sounds like he's going to play Wednesday night or Wednesday afternoon. I, I really. Really want to see him. I, I almost want to do a show Wednesday night uh, on 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 TJ. Um, but I just I think that's going to be a fun one. It just give me twenty minutes of him. I just feel like he's an Andy Lou type player. If it doesn't end that way, I'm going to be depressed. But uh, but I don't know. You, you, I'm, I'm in. You've got me in on Pajemski. I wasn't in on draft night. You know, fans know. Pull the clips. But uh, <laughs> I like him. I like him. I like him more than Quinones, which I think Quinones maybe ends up just kind of like a. Like a like a like eighth man NBA like I think he's just sure. gonna end up being like a, a off the bench shooter type of guy. He doesn't have the burst. He doesn't have any of that stuff that Jordan Poole has. So I don't think he ends up as some that's not not great. not really a playmaker. Yeah. So I don't really see it. Um. But hey, I'm all in. Give me Pajemski. I'm all in. All right, man. We'll get out of here. We'll be back Wednesday night.
Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945.